want to I want to move now into a time of praying for people. If you have um, severe eye problems or severe sight problems, we want to pray for you right now. Uh, leave your seats, come to the front. I don't know if there's anybody that's suffering or, uh, from like cataract type problems, if, if that's you. Just leave your seats if you're upstairs or downstairs and uh, you've got problems with your eyes or severe sight problems. Um, just come to the front, come on the platform, we're going to pray for you. The rest of you, yep, you can take your seats. Just stay in this atmosphere. Come up on the platform, help me bring them up on the platform. Come the microphone. Thank you. Come on up. You do me. If there's uh, any of you in the balcony, do we'll wait for you. You can come down too. We're just going to believe God together for a healing flow in, in people's eye problems. So if, if it's still you, come out. We'll, we'll wait for you. Come forward. What, what's your name? And what's your situation? Without my glasses, I can't actually do much. So, you mean you can? Yeah, I can see. Um, I can see people, but sometimes I can see people, but not really knowing who the person is. It might be someone I know. You just see figures. You can't figures, see yes, faces out in the congregation. Yes. And I can't. Without the glasses, I can only read big prints. Okay. So, uh, we're going to pray for you. Take your Do you mind taking your glasses off and giving them? Just let's all believe God together. Um, there's no spectators. We're participators. We believe in the healing anointing of Jesus is in the house tonight, and all of us can make that difference just in our faith and our prayer. That can tip the balance and give somebody a healing touch. Lord. We just pray in the name of Jesus right now that you will release your healing into these eyes in the name of Jesus. We ask your Holy Spirit to come bring miracle healing into these eyes. Everybody that's standing on this platform, Lord, we pray that your healing will come on them too as well in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak to these eyes and we speak to the sight. Be healed. Jesus, be healed. Be healed. Just take a few moments to look around and see. Still the same, but I believe I'm healed. No, I'm not interested in that. I'm not. In, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being rude to you. I'm not interested in. I, um, it's still the same, but I believe I've been healed. I'm done with that. Let's pray again. If, if you're not healed, you're not healed. But Father, in the name of Jesus, release your healing power 
into these eyes in the name of Jesus release healing Lord restore this vision begin to bring vision restoration into these eyes Lord strengthen the eyes we speak to the eyes everything involved with them and we ask you Father in the name of Jesus your daughter is here we pray bring your healing your anointing Step over here, Chris. Just keep praying. Let's see. Just let's see if there's something happening there. Hello. What's your name? Esther. Esther, what's your situation? Uh, I had glaucoma when I was young. So, sorry. I had glaucoma when I was young. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I lost vision of left eye. Vision of left Some eye. Some years ago, I used to have surgery, but now it's like. Uh, a very limited sight on the right eye. That is no sight on No head. sight in the left eye. No. And very limited in the right eye. Yes. What's your name again, sorry? Esther. Esther's a beautiful name, Esther. Come forward, the congregation, we're going to pray for you, Esther. So no sight in your left and limited in your right. Yes? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Let's all pray for Esther right where you're sitting. Just begin to pray for her. Lord, we ask your healing to come into Esther's life. We pray, Father, to release healing power into these eyes now. We speak to the left eye in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Strength come back to this eye. Vision come back to this eye. We speak to the right eye. Father, in the name of Jesus, bring the healing anointing. Bring vision, Lord. Let, the, let clarity, Lord, have mercy on your daughter, Esther. Lord, we come to you and ask that as we come to your scepter of power, we reach out to it like Esther did of old. We reach out with Esther today for healing power in these eyes. Jesus, pour out your healing power. We pray in the name of Jesus. Speak to these eyes. Be blessed of the Lord. Be healed. Be healed. Let sight be restored. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Keep blinking, keep looking around and see. Let's keep praying everyone right where you are. Let's believe that things are getting a little bit better. Lord, we pray for more, Father. Let the sight be restored, Lord. Let light be turned into figures and objects, Lord. Let the left eye, Lord, strengthen it. The right eye, increase it, Father, in Jesus' name. How do you see it? 
I can I can see much at the back. And normally I don't see. I only see within this radius. But yes. I can I can see like far to the back of the door. Can you no, see? I can just see people sitting. Just look right at the back. There's right by the back of the door. In front of you, there's someone waving. Let's believe God that you begin to see that. Uh, not, not quite. <laughs> not quite. I can't see quite. The, I can see to the end of the wall. Right. I can't can see the person individually as an object, but I can see the demarcation of the sitting and the, the wall. Put your hand over your right eye. How is your left eye? Oops, sorry. How is your left eye? It's just like shadows, it's just like shadows. Would you be able to see shadows before? No. Lord, we pray again, Father. Lord, we ask, we remember a story in the New Testament. Someone saw shadows and then you prayed again, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would come again on Esther's left eye here, Lord, and we pray for a quickening of the eye, a strengthening of the eye, and vision to come turn those shadows we pray Lord into figures Lord release your anointing Father on this precious daughter and give her back Lord the use of this left eye increase vision in Jesus name and let her right eye be strong too Radius, I can see people sitting in the first row. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So, is this a, is, would you call this a big difference for yeah, you? Yeah, these definitely, these lights are much brighter than normally when I'm sitting there. It's like I'm just like in the dark, but I don't show it because I'm always singing and jumping. But I can, I can see, uh, I can see the second friends of the church. I can see. Well, we're believing that's, 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 that's a big change. And we're, we're believing that. You know, you, you, don't wanna, you can't quit in God and say, you know, Lord, we're, we're out at whatever time, so if you could do your healing. And, but we're, we're believing that God is doing something. Remember, there's miracles and healings. And uh, we're seeing difference. And we're believing that what God is starting is going to continue through tonight. Actually, a few days ago, sorry, a few days ago, uh, I had a vision. I was reading. I was reading all the prints, very small prints. Well, let's see. Let's see if, if that vision is for now or not. Let me find something. All right. <laughs> it does. Okay. Look up to the top. Oh, let me put your finger on it, and then we'll believe God that it will be that, that this section will come. Father, we just pray, Lord, that Your Word would now illuminate. We pray, Lord, that 
as, as uh, Esther's eyes look at this book, Lord, we pray that come into focus, Lord, that everything should come into focus, Lord, and that she be able to read these words in the name of Jesus, Lord. Do the miracle, we pray, Lord. Let that vision, we pray, come to pass now in Jesus' name. Open her eyes and let us see the word of God in front of her that she might read in Jesus' name. What do you see? Do you just see? I'm seeing the the prince. Yeah. I can't read. You can't quite and... see the words. No. Would you have been able to see the prince before? No, it was just like a plain sheet before. Okay, let's just tarry a little longer. Just a little longer. Just keep. Just have a look. We just believe. We can't rush a healing, but we can we can wait for God and see. Before it would just be a printed page, now you can see. I can see the lines, I can see the prints, but I can't read them. Okay. Yeah, I can see the, the in between, the, the white and the prints. You can see the gaps between. The gaps between. So now, Father, we just ask one more time, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. We know there's a healing process going. Lord, if you would accelerate it right now, that Esther might see these words and that you might clarify some of these, Father. We just ask Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, right now in Jesus' name. If you can see any word, just speak it out. If not, that's fine. Just have one Thank more you. look. Thank you. One more look. No. Just the same. Just the same. They just they're getting um, uh, a bit broader. The waves are getting kind of, you know, the black is getting... Thicker. Getting thicker. Yeah. Getting thicker. Yeah. Yes. You're going to be here next week. Yes. We're, we're going to we're going to talk to you next week, and we're going to pray and believe that the things that are happening is a process, and that every day God will add a little bit to to you, Esther, and then next Sunday we'll come back because you can't rush God because it's a service and we're, we're on limited time God's, God does what God wants doesn't he but, um, but, but you know that God's doing something don't you and we believe in that vision with you that you're going to read you're going to read those things and say, bless you any change any no, notice anything yes I can see people up to the I can see everybody, but not everyone is clear. Sure. But I believe I'm healed because not everybody is healing manifests exactly. I know, I know. So I receive but can from you him. so but has there been any change tonight? Or yes, there it, has been. What what is the change? What what couldn't you see and what can you see now, just so people know? No, I can see everybody before what? but not clearer, but now most of the people are clearer. Ah, so you could see people yeah. it's clearer now. Yes. And you're right. We do. When I, when you said um, uh, nothing's changed, but I believe I'm healed. I wasn't being rude to you. I was, I was just sort of like speaking, saying, no, I'm not. I want, I want more. I want more. I'm trying to believe faith that you are healed. You're right. And, and we've seen a change tonight. Yes. Lord. And we're going to believe that even maybe by next week it'll be stronger and stronger. Amen. Amen. It might tonight. It might yes. even be tonight. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Excellent. Okay. All right, we're going to pray for all of you right now, right where you are, together. Father, 
We pray for those that are standing here, Lord, with their sight problems. We ask that you will visit them now with your healing touch. Whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, we release healing power upon them. Lord, let their eyes be healed in the name of Jesus. Right now, release healing anointing. Lord, bring healing. Father, bring healing to these eyes in the name of Jesus. Bring healing in these eyes in the name of Jesus. Just let that anointing settle upon you. Then I'm going to ask you to see if you can notice any change in your condition. But just let the Father release healing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the faith that's here tonight. Let there be change in these eye conditions. In Jesus' name, gifts of the Spirit, healings of the Spirit, sight, healing, miracles in these eyes, in the name of Jesus. Now, go and see if you can notice any difference. You know what the change would be. And um, if you notice anything, just let me know. Take you a while. Sometimes you can't test things, I know, but... You notice a difference. What what was the problem? Um, I was feeling headache. I feel headache all the time. What, what is this for days or for weeks my, or sometimes even if I wear glasses? Oh, right. Yeah, I get a lot of pain. How long have you been suffering from that? Headache. headache. About six months. Six months. And did, did you have a headache when you came up on the platform? When I came here, yeah, yeah I was feeling very, very too much headache. And have you noticed any difference now? Yeah, and I couldn't see like the way I'm seeing now without glasses. What what, what can, can you see now? Everybody. You can see everybody. Yeah. And without glasses, what yeah. would you before would you have been able? No. You'd have just seen a blur, was no, it? No, without glasses, no. So now no. you can I can see the brightness now. Can you see, can you see people in the balcony? Yeah. And you'd never be able to do that with, with you without no, glasses. glasses? No. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Can you know any difference? Slightly less dry. Slightly, Slightly less dry. You've been yeah. suffering from. I've had early cataract. Cataracts. It has been taken out, but it's extremely dry and under general condition called levitis. All right. Well, when I wake up, my eyes are constantly tired. It's red. Okay, well, I can't really read, you know, and it gets extremely tired. We're going to pray for you because I did have a word, cataract. Uh, earlier on and um, I thought well don't people go and just get that fixed but and I also have a very dry sort of mouth you know oh, right. what's your first name Sutaba Sutaba in the name of Jesus we pray we thank you for the doctors that dealt with the cataracts and we just pray for total healing Lord from that operation total healing in the eyes Lord in the name of Jesus we bless these eyes we pray Lord let that the tear ducts work as they should let there be total restoration in the name of Jesus, release the anointing upon this precious daughter of yours. Lord, you gave me a word to do with cataracts. I believe that this must be it. And therefore, I release, Lord, the healing to go with the word of knowledge and bless these eyes. Full restoration, full operation in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do you notice any difference? Do you notice any difference or... Is it, or is it hard to read? Oh, come, come. What was your, come, what's your name? Kia. Kia, come forward. 
And what was your situation, Kia? I had a retinal detachment in 2011 right. and I uh, had an emergency surgery done but uh, the, uh, I cannot read properly with this eye. Right. I cannot see lines, uh, it's like curved and I cannot read with this eye. It was a tear, did you say? Retinal detachment. So the retina got Kia. Kia. Come, Kia. We're going to pray for you. So it's this this eye, is it? Just Father, we, we we just pray for total healing in Kia's life, especially in this eye, Lord. She can read with the other eye. We pray that your healing would touch this eye now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, let her be able to read from your word. Let healing come. Let sight come. Let the words be able to be seen and formed and processed by this eye. We bless this eye. Lord, you said, blessed are those that see you. We pray that Gia will see you in the word right now. Bless this precious life from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, not just her eye, but her life, her heart, her soul, her circumstances. Let your blessing rest upon her. Let this eye see in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you want to put your hand over your good eye, over, over, uh, uh, over the good eye, is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then just come here and let's see what we can see. Sorry. Yeah, I can read. Uh, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the God. Of God. Wow. Could you have done that? You, could you have done that before tonight? No. It's better, is it? Well, well, it looks like God's done a miracle. Yes. You couldn't have done that before. Now, how many years have you been not been able to read out of that eye? Uh, since 2011. Oh, thank God. We believe that's going to stay and grow stronger. Well done, well done. And also, I here, I just, I, I also feel God has got such a heart for you. I don't know what it is, but God's compassion and favour and special love and anointing is upon you. Are, are, are you working? Do you, do, you, do you, are you looking for a job? Are you looking for a career? What, what's your? Yes, uh, I'm a nurse uh, by career and. I am registering in this country, but it's taking a lot of time. It's since two years, I'm struggling to uh, uh, register, actually. I've got a baby, and I had to go to India twice with the baby, and uh, I had to stay over for six months and in uh, rent, and it was like a real struggle for me. Well, I, I, I believe that God is going to do something, and I'm, we're going to pray that. I do. I just felt... As I, was, as I was praying for your eye, I just felt a wave of God's compassion for you. And I thought, there's something else here that God needs to fix. And uh, what's your baby's name? Grace. Grace. Yeah. Beautiful. Father, we release your favor on your daughter and her daughter, Grace. Lord, we thank you for this healing. Now, Lord, we release your blessing into her career Lord I thought it was something to do with that career job something like that so now we know so in the name of Jesus be established the Lord will establish you 
the Lord will establish you. We speak to every door that's shut. We command it to be open. We speak blessing. We speak favor. Everything that needs to happen for your for visas or for working things and the job in the name of Jesus. Not just a job, but the job. We release, we speak blessing into your life here. As a congregation here tonight, we speak blessing into your life, favor and success, strength on you and your baby. May grace be filled with grace and blessing and health and strength. And may you be established with us in London in the name of Jesus. And you'll come and let us know when that takes place. We rebuke the enemy and we say, Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done as it is in heaven. May it now manifest in this daughter's life. In Jesus' name, Lord, show us. Do it, Lord. Make it come to pass. Lord, we pray that you will remove the obstacle supernaturally. We pray that you will do it quickly, a quick work, a divine intervention in this life and, a, and an intervention of establishment. Establish her, Lord. Establish your plans. We release the plans and workings of God into your circumstances in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. your Bibles, um, please turn to Exodus chapter 6. I believe I've got something prophetic from the Lord this evening. That's going to minister to some of you this evening. And you know, if you need a healing, just receive it where you are. That healing anointing is here. So we just keep reaching out to God and believing for more of that. Uh, the, the title or, or, the, or the word that I get which is my title, but it's also a little bit of a prophetic insight, I believe, is too hurt to hear. Too hurt to hear. Exodus chapter 6, verse 1 to 9. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of this land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai. But by my name, Yahweh, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as pilgrims. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am Yahweh, 
and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from slavery to them and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people and I will be your God and you shall know that I am Yahweh, your God. <laughs> I am Yahweh, your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am Yahweh. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. They did not listen to Moses because they were too hurt to hear. Now you notice in that passage that I was actually directly translating the names from Hebrew. Because just in case you're not aware of that, whenever you read in the Old Testament and you read the word Lord and it's in capital letters, it's not actually Lord at all. It's not Adonai, it's not Lord, but actually in the Hebrew it is Yahweh. But because the Jewish people will not speak or read that word because it's so holy to them, they translate it as Lord. So instead of saying Yahweh, they say Lord. And we find that in, in nearly, I think, all of our translations, they do the same thing. And also, when, when, you, when it said in verse 3, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, the word there is El Shaddai. That's important. Uh, that will be important in a few moments. Now, let me give you some background, because the key verse here is verse 9. Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. I want to talk about that type of condition this evening. But if we just look at the background of what's going on here, we find that uh, um, Moses had just recently come to Israel and has spoken to them about what God is going to do. So, for example, in um, in, in verse 29, chapter 4, verse 29, Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the people of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and did signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the people of Israel and that he'd seen their affliction, they bowed their heads and worship. So what had happened is Moses had come with Aaron and he'd come to the children of Israel who for 400 years had been in slavery and bondage under the hand of Pharaohs and he said to them, guess what? Your God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is coming to set you free. And they thought, what? Could this be possible? 400 years and God has remembered us and God is going to set us free? Are, are you sure that they hardly dared believe? And then uh, uh, Moses said, look, let me show you signs, the signs, the miracle signs that God had, had given to him to prove himself to them. And so he put his hand in his cloak and when it came out it was leprous. 
He put his hand in his cloak, and when it came out, it was um, it was restored. And uh, he showed them these signs, and they said, "Look, signs, wonders! God is with us." And it says they bowed their heads and they worshipped. At last, they were going to release from their bondage. Never underestimate how long these people had been in bondage. 400 years is a very long time. Do you know who was on the throne of England 400 years ago? Elizabeth. Not Elizabeth II, Elizabeth I. Can you imagine that way back to the Tudor age? 400 years. Can you imagine if England had been on, in bondage since the time of Elizabeth I? 400 years ago? Can you imagine our history of bondage? Well, there wasn't much to write because we were just slaves. And then along comes a prophet of God. They've not seen God at work for 400 years since, say, the time of Elizabeth I and the Tudor period. And all of a sudden, here we are today in 2000 and, uh, 2015. And, and imagine a prophet of God comes and says, you've been slaves for 400 years. God's going to set you free. You'd think, what? It would be hard to compute. And they says, don't worry, I've got a few signs to show you, to encourage you. And you see those signs. And wonderful. You're ready for it. And what do you expect? How do you expect to be delivered? Well, I, I think they expected that they were going to be delivered almost immediately, surely with signs like that and the word of God. They believed and they expected almost instant deliverance from bondage, instant from freedom. After all, they'd seen the instant miracles and signs, so surely this God, God Almighty, El Shaddai was their God. They didn't know him by any other name. Surely El Shaddai, God Almighty, was going to click his fingers and they would be delivered. But what actually happened next was the last thing that they expected. In chapter 5, we find that Moses and Aaron go to Pharaoh, and here they are, they're ready to go, and they say, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Notice they're using the word Yahweh there. Let my people go, that they may hold a feast in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is Yahweh? that I should obey his voice and let Israel go. I do not know Yahweh. Moreover, I will not let Israel go. And uh, it continues. But then, what, what does he do? We find that he says, Right, how dare you even speak to me like this? Get back to your burdens, he says in chapter 5, verse 4. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens. The same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their foremen, you shall no longer give the people straw to make bricks. As in the past, let them now go and gather straw for themselves. But the number of bricks that they made in the past, you shall still impose on them. And so the taskmasters go out to the people and they say, thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go and get your own straw. And so, instead of things getting better, things got infinitely worse. They were now worse off before the prophet of God and Yahweh turned up 
than they were beforehand. No straw. And, um, and, they, and, and they thought, how on earth are we going to cope with this? This has got so terrible. And they turned to Moses, verse 20 of chapter 5. They met Moses and Aaron who were waiting for them as they came out from Pharaoh. And they said to them, the Lord, look on you and judge. Because you have made us stink in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants. And have put a sword in their hands to kill us. So they were like, what is this about? We had hope. They had false hope. That's what they thought. They had false, a false start. They thought they were going to get, just for that one moment, a people that had been slaves and bondage for generation after generation, for one moment there was a glimmer of hope in their hearts. And then the next thing, it was worse than it had ever been in those 400 years. So no wonder they said that to Moses. And imagine how Moses felt. Moses turned in verse 22 to Yahweh and said, Oh Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. What a powerful situation. Can you, Im- can you imagine, number one, being those slaves? Can you imagine how you feel about, who the heck is this Yahweh? El Shaddai, we know, was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But they never knew this Yahweh, or knew this name Yahweh. And now you're telling us El Shaddai is Yahweh. He's not doing a very good job. Imagine that, just for a moment. Sometimes in life, there's things that happen to us. Situations we find ourselves in. Trials, tribulations obstacles, sicknesses, whatever it might be in whatever form. And uh, uh, relationship situations, marriages, anything. And sometimes you, you, know, you think, will, will, I ever, will freedom ever come into this situation? Will healing ever come into this situation? Or maybe you look at some aspect of your character and you say, will I ever get to the place where I won't fear man? Will I ever get to the place where I'll I'll break this bondage in my personal life and my character. And, 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 and you're wondering whether... And then maybe you come to a charismatic service like this. Or maybe somebody prays a prayer over you or, or gives you a prophetic word and, and you get a glimmer of hope and you think, oh, maybe something's going to happen or you have an experience with God. And you think, you know, it's all going to change. And, and you get your hopes up a little bit. And you think, oh, maybe I will get healed. Maybe something will happen. Maybe there will be a breakthrough. Maybe there will be a restoration. And your hope gets up and then bang! Something happens. And you think. I remember one situation recently with my wife. Don't need to go. uh, uh, That me and my wife were believing God for. And um, don't need to go into details. But we were believing God for something. And you know what? The sign seemed like it was going to happen. Do you know what? I actually thought we'd heard from the Lord. And we'd prayed over this situation or circumstance or, or, or whatever. And, you know, when I was praying for this breakthrough, there was such an anointing when I was praying. I got into an anointed prayer flow. And I was getting revelation. I got a prayer line from Scripture that was a revelation perfect for the situation. And I remember I prayed for about an hour. And at the end of it, I was like, it is done. 
I mean, it was, it was the mo- one of the most powerful prayer times I'd had. And my wife also got a witness and, 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 and we were getting, so- and we were preparing for this, I'll call it a breakthrough to take place. We were preparing for this event or this situation or whatever it might be. We were pre- and we were preparing for the day it was going to happen. And we, we thought this would be the day, this, this was the right day. And then when it came, I was so confident. And then during the morning, I suddenly got a little bit of doubt. I thought, where's that come from? And by the end of the day, what we'd expected did not come to pass. It did not come to pass. And I remember I got the text from my wife saying it's not come to pass. And I remember texting her back saying, usual then usual then. And you say, well, that's a bit down. Well, I was down. We were down. You know, when you hope for a breakthrough, and you think you're going to get a breakthrough, and then you don't get a breakthrough, and you have disappointments in life. And what happens is, is when you don't get the breakthrough, all the other disappointments come back. Not all the breakthroughs that you've had. I've had many breakthroughs in my life. I hope you have too. But you know, at that point, it was all about this particular thing, and then you were sure, you thought you'd had that glimmer of hope. And then, you know, it doesn't happen. You go, usual then. Because all the other things come in. And even though you know in your mind, the Lord is the Lord. And, and if there's not a breakthrough, there's a purpose for it. You know, I was thinking there's a purpose for it. But you know what? I don't know if I want to wait for that purpose. Even though I know it's going to be good. I know God's got something better. And I'm already, to be honest, seeing signs of that already in this particular situation. But at the time, it doesn't feel like that. So imagine how these people felt when they had heard from the Lord, but they had misunderstood what was going to happen. It, God had spoken to them. But, but what God had spoken and how he was going to do it was totally different to how they thought that he would do it. In fact, Moses had heard from the Lord, but nobody expected God to come and say, I'm going to set you free. And then the next thing, you're in more bondage than you've ever been before. I am Yahweh, and I'm come to set you free. Yes. Oh, look at the signs. Yes, we're out. We're out of this place. Pack your bags. We're leaving Egypt. Yahweh has spoken. He's given us a prophetic sign. And isn't that wonderful? Moses is going up now to speak to Pharaoh and tell him then we're on our way. And Moses thinks the same thing, goes to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, Yahweh who? Never heard of any Yahweh, not interested in Yahweh, not interested in letting you go. In fact, I'm annoyed that you've even wasted my time. I'm going to make it worse than ever. Well, that's, that, that's a good Yahweh, isn't it? Yahweh promises to make things better and things get worse. And nobody understands what's going on. And you see, verse 6 that I read to you, that's when God then has to speak to Moses again. Because Moses is saying, look, You've let us down. But you see, we know the end of the story, don't we? This is just the beginning. And that's when, when the Lord speaks to Moses and says, look, you're going to see, you're going to see, I'm going to do it. I'm going to drive. I'm going to free you. You're going to be liberated. And God is still saying the same thing, even when things have got worse. Wow. There's a lesson here for us. And he said, look, Moses 6.2, I'm Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai. But I didn't let I didn't but by my name Yahweh I did not make them myself known to them. Why is this important? 
Because the word Yahweh or Jehovah, if you translate that, what that basically means is this. Not just I am who I am, but actually it's more active than that in the Hebrew. It is I am whatever you need me to be in whatever situation you find yourself in. That's what it means. I am whatever you need me to be in whatever given circumstance you find yourself in. Not I am what you want me to be, but I am what you need me to be in any given situation that you find yourself in. You see, God Almighty, El Shaddai, that's power. That, that is like God is able. God is all-powerful. God Almighty. And that's a wonderful name. Of course it is. It's one of God's names. But Yahweh is a better name. Why? Because Yahweh takes the Almighty out of heaven and puts it into your circumstance. I will be whatever you need me to be in any given circumstance. And so when he was revealing his name, they were thinking, well, we're in this difficult situation and things have got worse. And he's saying, believe in my name. But it's got worse. What's my name? Well, your name is you'll be what you need us to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in. That's right. Well, we find ourselves in slavery and we find ourselves in a worse situation since you spoke than uh, we were beforehand. Believe in my name. Believing in Jesus' name and Yahweh's name is so important. You know, if you believe in the name of Jesus, if you believe on his name, you will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The name of the Lord has power to save. So if tonight you've not had your sins forgiven, you've not come to Christ and said, Lord, I need you to save me from my sins. I need, I need you in my life. I'm asking you to be my Lord and Savior. I believe in your name. You will be saved. Your sins will be forgiven. You'll be born again. You'll start a new life with God. That's the power of the name which is above every other name. Yahweh, who's put his name into Jesus. The person Jesus is Yahweh. The word became flesh. And he will be whatever you need him to be in your circumstance. If you need a savior, you've got a savior tonight. If you need a deliverer, you've got a deliverer tonight. If you need a friend, you've got a friend tonight. If you need resources, you've got resources tonight. Because my name, he says, is Yahweh. All right? But it doesn't mean that he will do it your way. It's Yahweh, not your way. All right? And so they were coming going, your way. It's not your way, it's Yahweh. And then he goes on to say what he's going to do. Well... Moses believes it. But uh, then he gets to this verse 9. Moses spoke to the people of Israel. Actually, it's the, the children or sons of Israel, literally. And uh, I've got a couple of translations here. So the, the one that I, I read from the English Standard Version says, Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. In the Lexham English Bible, the LEB, which is more of a direct translation of the Hebrew, it says this in verse 9. And Moses spoke to the Israelites, literally sons and children of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of discouragement and because of hard work. Now that word discouragement literally is this. I'll read it again literally. 
And Moses spoke to the Israelites because they did not listen to Moses because of a lack of spirit or a shortness of spirit. Remember that phrase, a shortness of spirit. That's literally in the Hebrew. And then the Message Bible, Exodus 6, verse 9, Mark's favorite version, the Message Bible, one of his favorite. Listen to this. But Moses delivered this message to the Israelites. They didn't even hear him. They were that beaten down in spirit by the harsh slave conditions. And so we get this situation where, in my words, they were too hurt to hear. They were too broken to listen. They were too discouraged to hear. And they were overwhelmed. They had no vision, no dream, no direction, no faith. That glimmer of hope that they had, that that could it possibly, could it possibly be? The, The hope that had been dashed by generation and generation for 400 years, that last, it seemed, that last ray of hope in God's people seemed to be finally dashed because of what had been promised but had not immediately been delivered. So the literal Hebrew says they did not listen to Moses because of their shortness of spirit. How can I apply this to us tonight? Well, I think you can apply many of the things I've said already. But the key here is faith. Faith and relationship with God. Faith and relationship with God. Because remember, faith isn't some sort of force or mind power. Faith is simply trusting in a person. And God wanted them to get to know him and to learn to trust him. You know, there's a lot of talk about faith that is almost like some sort of power you put to work. I release my faith. Or I'll focus my faith. But faith is based on relationship. Trust issues. That's what it is. And so God wanted to build a trust relationship with not just Moses, but with his people. But these people, they had a shortness of spirit. In other words, their capacity to trust was tiny. Trust who? God had left them in slavery for 400 years. Trust him again? They tried to, but they just had a little bit of trust and that shortness of spirit. And now when Moses came and said the same thing to them, they didn't have the capacity. Their capacity was too small now to believe God because of the circumstances that they were in. And this would be the main ministry of God during this time to his people. The, the, the miracles that he would do, the ten plagues, that was an aside. That was, that was an aside. What he was doing with those ten plagues was he was wanting to build up a trust relationship with his people. That was the first priority. The second was to teach Pharaoh a lesson and to display his glory. But, you know, God could have delivered them immediately. But he wanted there to be a process where this shortness of spirit would grow. Where their faith would mature. And if he had immediately delivered them, 
there wouldn't have been that maturing of relationship or faith if he immediately delivered them. If they just stepped out, they would think everything would be that easy. But God wanted to show them that trust me, and, when you, and that we're not going to go through those ten plagues, but what a cycle, isn't it? I mean, God, Moses does a miracle through the power of God, let my people go. Pharaoh says, off you go. They get ready to go, what happens? <laughs> Pharaoh changes his mind. A greater miracle takes place. And then what does Pharaoh's people do? They do the same type of miracle. And so you get this ten times, this, we're going to be delivered. We're not going to be delivered. We're going to be delivered this time, surely. These frogs are going to do it for us. We're not going to be delivered. Surely the blood in the water is going to be... We're not going to be... Surely the nuts... We're not going to be delivered. We're not... And this sort of toing and throwing. I mean, what was that doing on the inside, not only of Moses, but the inside of God's people? This toing and throwing, this God breaks through, back to square one. God breaks through in a stronger way, back to square one. What's God... I thought he was almighty, El Shaddai. Uh, yet, yet he's finding it a little bit difficult to get us out of Egypt. There's a struggle going on. There's a warfare going on. There's a stop-start. There's a three, three paces forward, four paces back. And we're going forward and we're going back and we're wondering what's happening. And, and, is, and is Yahweh finding, is, is, is it too hard for Yahweh to deliver us? No, God was building or trying to build something in his people. He was trying to say, keep trusting, keep trusting. And when you get a victory, and you get a victory, enjoy it. But if, that, if it then seems to be a defeat, don't waver. Don't waver. This is God's word to you tonight. Don't waver. We do waver, but God's word is don't waver. Don't be like the man in James that is tossed on the sea. Tossed this way and that way. And God is putting into his people a, an experience where we will no longer be tossed by circumstance, but we will be rooted in God's prophetic word for us. That's what he was doing here. He was trying to expand their spirit so that they would begin to believe. And so although it looked in the battle that things were going this way and that way, that they would no longer be victims of circumstance and, no, and, and treat victory and defeat as, as, as the imposters that they both are. You now some Christians, if they're not in victory, they've got problems with God. But they're both imposters. Victory and defeat are imposters. The only true one is God. He is Lord in defeat, seemingly defeat. He is Lord in victory. And what we need to do is get our eyes off to defeat. These people's problems with their eyes were on defeat. Uh, but also, equally, some of us have got to get our eyes off victory. This was with Joshua, and Joshua went in. The Lord appeared to him, the captain of the Lord of hosts. And Joshua said, who are you for? His eyes were on the victory. And he said, I'm not here for anybody. I'm the Lord. Keep your eyes on me. And that moment changed Joshua's life forever. You see, Pharaoh met his match with God. God could have easily delivered them. But let me tell you something. God's deliverance is not automatic, easy, or in a moment. I mean, that moment can come, but it's not. he doesn't often work like that. He is doing things in our life. He is growing and strengthening you. 
Don't be despondent. Don't be discouraged. Don't be short of spirit. And they couldn't hear the word because of their discouragement. We don't have time and I don't need to. I'm going to bring this to a close. But we could go to Hebrews chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 4. And you see, the problem was, is that these uh, Israelites, they, they, they never grew, did they? All the time, God was saying, look, trust me. Trust me. And he'd do, he'd do a blessing for them. Then he'd bring them straight into a test. And as soon as they hit the test, it would be, why did you bring us out here? You know, you know the story. He won't deliver us. Oh, another miracle and we're not delivered. Another miracle and we're not delivered. Another miracle and we're not delivered. Oh, now we're delivered. Oh, and look, a Red Sea, we're about to be destroyed. Thank you very much, God. And then, oh, look, wonderful deliverance. We go through the Red Sea to the other side. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, thank you very much. We're going to die. We've got no water. Thank you. What sort of God brings us out into water appears? Oh, yes, water. It's bitter. We can't drink it. What sort of God brings us out into the... And then God heals the water. Oh, that's wonderful. But we're going to starve to death. What sort of... Can you just see? Again, can you see how many times, if you include right from the beginning here, when, when they had to make straw, and all of those um, ten plagues, and then this seesaw... God delivers them, then they face another situation, and they don't learn the lessons of the deliverance. They don't learn the lessons of the testimonies. It's like all of a sudden, everything that God is trying to be building into them is forgotten, and it's just like they were back at square one. God doesn't want us to be like that. God wants us to grow. God wants us to enjoy the victories that he give, gives to us. And then when we face difficulties, op obstacles, things don't work out as we want, that we, we, we know that God is almighty, but God wants us to know that he's Yahweh. He wants us to know that even in your circumstances, things aren't working out like they should be working out. It wasn't working out like it should have been working out for them. But God says, trust me, because that's my name. I will be whatever you need me to be in whatever circumstances you're, you face. But you do not tell me how I'm going to get you from A to B. You do not tell me what I'm going to do. And if you do, then I'll do it differently on purpose to teach you to trust in me. And not I am not your servant, God says. You're my servant. You don't tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. I'll give you my promise. I'll give you my prophecy. But how I do it, how I bring it to pass, the journey on the way, that's my plan. To mature you, strengthen you. But you know, as we come right now to the end of the service, we're going to open up the floor in a few minutes. I just want to release something upon you. Because I said, too hurt to hear. And there's great compassion. God has great compassion on you tonight. And it might be that, you're, that God has spoken to you or you're reading the word of God or even hearing preaching and, and the promises of God, but you know, it's just going right over you. It's not resting because you're hurt. Like these were, you're, you're, you're oppressed. And you're too hurt to hear God's positive message to you. You've been hurt before. You, you, you've had, like the Israelites, false hopes, false starts. You're too hurt to hear. I pray that God will touch all of us that are too hurt to hear. Because in being too hurt to hear, you're missing the love of God. 
and the promise of God that's in your life. He has a plan for you. It's not over for you. God is working his work. And if you feel like the children of Israel felt then, if you feel like that, your, your, your expectation and hope rose and it was dashed. And you're down out for the count. And when you hear messages on faith or you hear messages of God's prophecies or God's promises, you're like, yeah, whatever. Too hurt to hear. But hear this. God is on your side. He just wants you to trust him. Not, it doesn't have to be a big step of trust, just day by day. Just to put your trust in him, even when you don't understand, can't figure it out, don't try and figure it out, trust him. Begin again to open the ears of your heart to the good news that God is with you. And close your ears to the circumstances. Not, don't deny the circumstances, but don't let the circumstances shut your ears to the good things of God. Open again your heart, and he will guide you and take you and care for you and put you in the right place. Maybe there's someone here tonight, and it's the first time you're going to meet with this God, Yahweh. And what you need is for him to come and forgive you your sins. Wipe the slate clean so that you can enter into his kingdom. All you have to do is believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sin and rose again. And you, my friend, are saved for eternity. Eternally saved. Is there anybody here today You say, I want that. I want to know before I leave tonight that my sins have forgiven me forever and that this Yahweh is on my side. If that's you, I just want you to lift your hand right where you are. I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. Up in the balcony, anyone? Just lift your hand. You're really lifting it to the Lord, saying, yes, Yahweh, I believe in you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. Thank you. Anybody else? Just lift your hand to the Lord. Father, we pray for those that have responded. And we say, Lord, if they believe in you, their sins are forgiven them. You carried the price on the cross. Release Forgiveness of sins in these dear lives, in Jesus' name. Lord, for ourselves, we respond to the message. The ministry team could come forward. We're going to just worship the Lord for 10 minutes or so. If you need to leave, you're welcome to leave, of course, and digest this message. But if, you've got, if you want somebody to pray for you regarding what's been said here tonight, or if you need a healing, there's still a healing anointing in this place, we believe a healing or a circumstance or you just want a, a, a prayer of encouragement or maybe you just want to spend a few moments just worshipping Yahweh if we could sing Yahweh that song Yahweh that would be great and we're just going to respond to that in the name of Jesus let's all stand together